The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes made from premium, supernatural, weather-repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top uppers are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all-conditioned traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for Monday Night Raw. And of course, that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show. I'm Jack Farmer. I'm joined by two of the very best guys with names that start with the letter J. Also, we got Jimmy and Justin. Guys, how was your weekend? Jimmy, I haven't seen you in a while. How was your weekend? Uh, without uh, spilling the beans, it was a birthday weekend for yours truly. So, um, like I've said before, uh, when it comes to uh, marriage, I've outkicked my coverage, and uh, man, <laughs> I, I had a really great weekend. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, you was this the big three zero? <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's let's stick with that. <laughs> and then Justin, I see you're wearing the uh, the Washington Commanders gear. You guys got a new QB. Are you excited? Oh, talk to me in like October, November next year. We'll see. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was, that, that was a big news in my sports world. And then hockey trade deadline today in the NHL. So my, my caps trying to see uh, if they can make a move while their window's still open. And uh, on my weekend, we had IWC wrestling this past Saturday. It was our 21st anniversary. 20, we 20, it marked 21 years. It's, it's one, it literally is one of the longest wrestling companies uh, in the United States that's ran consecutively almost every month for 21 straight years uh, pr pretty much any talent you can think of that's, that's come about 
uh, in the last 21 years at some point stepped through IWC. Some even trained there, which is a real, real knowledge. So shout out to IWC. You know, it's had three owners in 21 years. All three have collectively and supportively passed it on to the next. So this has been a, it's, it's truly been a family and team effort. Yeah, a lot of great names have come through there. Anyone who's watching the show, check it out. Look them up online. What is it? Um, do they have what's their te- uh, their Twitter handle? Uh, at IWC Wrestling. I want to make sure as I say that. I'm <laughs> wrong. And, and, and it is not, yeah. yes, IWC Wrestling. It, it is not Internet Wrestling Community. It is the International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, oh, you know, it, they trained Wardlow, trained Britt Baker, trained Elias, um, Joaquin Wild, you might have known as DJZ or Zima mm-hmm. Ion. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun fact Jimmy Cordero says ref to match in IWC Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So that's how you know it's legit, by the way. <laughs> Um, so, but we got a lot of stuff to unpack today. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. We don't really have a lot of stuff to unpack. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it. We're breaking news here. I thought it was kind of a ho-hum episode of Raw, to be honest with you. But before we get into all of that, we have some news. And this was announced on Raw, but I think we need to break it here at the top of the show. It's probably one of the biggest stories in all of pro wrestling right now. Veer will arrive on April 4th. You guys mark your calendar. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, are you excited to finally see Veer at Raw? <laughs> He's coming. Uh, yeah, well, let's say okay. I mean, <laughs> this has been in the works for a while from my understanding. I mean, like, look, you know. It has been it, in the works for a while. Yeah, I mean, like, when, when was it? When was it? How long has it been since it was announced that he was coming? I mean, October, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and now we're mid-March. It's almost April. It's uh, April 4th. He's not even coming to WrestleMania. He's coming the Raw after WrestleMania, which is a huge, huge yeah. Raw. The Raw after WrestleMania is a big, big show. But at the same time, uh, I'm, I as much as I was looking forward to him back in October, I have kind of lost a lot of that interest, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Justin, I got to ask you real quick, and I'll let you get give your overall thoughts. But just curious, what you think when he comes out? Is he going to get a big reaction or is it going to be, are they going to love it? Are they going to boom? What do you think based on just how long this is drawn out? What kind of reaction do you think he's going to get coming through the curtain? Well, that's a great question. I think on the night after Raw, or night, the night after Mania Raw, I think he's going to get reaction. They're going to make noise. That crowd always makes noise. Uh, so that's good. You know, the worst thing as a, as a performer, uh, especially a young performer with him, is, is coming out and nobody caring. It just crickets. They're going to make a re- it, it, it might be satirical. It might be somewhat of a joking manner because we, we we were all making the joke that he's, he's just been coming for six months and went, you know, whatever. <laughs> but he will at least get a reaction. So that'll at least fill a gap and there won't be silence. Uh, but I, I do feel for this guy and maybe he's going, you know, there's a lot of pressure. They, they've done this to themselves that, they, that they've, you know, they could have just, you know, they could have just after two months they realized, okay, we really don't have a firm creative plan for when we, when we wanted to come in. They could have just stopped it. That, that's that's not new. We we saw um, vignettes for Elias last year mm-hmm. that just mysteriously stopped. They could have stopped it. We would have talked about it for a week or two, and then it would have gone away. Uh, mm-hmm. But they kept mm-hmm. they consciously kept it going every single week. Made sure to allot thirty seconds of time every week on Raw to do a vignette for him. So there's pressure on him. You know he's going to have to come in, and they'll probably give him. You know Jimmy, what do you think? They're probably going to give him the old school what they did with Ryback, what they did with Braun Strowman. He's going to squash mm-hmm. some guys for a little while. Yeah. Uh, if he looks impressive in the ring, that'll buy him some more time. But eventually, he's going to have to cut a promo or somebody's got to cut a promo for him, and there's going to mm-hmm. have to be an actual feud of substance. So I really hope that the reason they, they made the effort to 
consciously keep doing this is that they mm-hmm. finally did come up with a plan and night after mania where everything resets maybe he targets a, a big name uh or a big man which we will talk someone who will talk about i know we're talking about later yeah because because uh, you know uh i could see those two paths intertwining i don't know if it will be as soon as the night after wrestlemania but uh eventually down the road i could see that happening well, hopefully it works out for him. I wonder how much time we spent watching beer promos. If you were to add them all up together, <laughs> I wonder what the the runtime. It's got to be well, like an hour and a half. Well, let's point. think. They're, they're thirty seconds each week. Uh, we figure four weeks in a month, and go back to October. I mean, we can probably pull this math off pretty quickly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So if you think October, November, December, January, February, so it's two minutes a month. March. April. So let's say, oh, two minutes a month. That's not as long as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds longer, doesn't it? But then yeah. you figure it's a thirty-second, it's a thirty-second promo segment or, or vignette, and then uh, you got four of them a month. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's minutes. longer than your average Goldberg match. It's true. It's point. It's all longer than your average two Goldberg matches. Uh, King Rail in the chat asks: Mask stipulation match. Start of Dom getting his mask. Ooh. I was actually thinking that has anyone ever donned a mask after they've debuted like in oh. a, in a, um, in a, not like in a Mr. America kind of way, but like in a right. legitimate, like I'm now a masked wrestler. I'm trying to think back. I don't know, Justin, your, your, your memory is better than mine. I can't think of anything, anyone that's in the United States. Yeah. I can't think of any. I'm really, uh, you know, I know, I know what you're saying, Jack. We're not talking about yeah. goofy masks. We're talking about like Lucha Libre. And that really didn't come into right. the United States until mid nineties. Right. So not in the U.S. Maybe I'm sure somebody with the knowledge, maybe somewhere, maybe in Mexico or somewhere else around the world, mm-hmm. somebody came in fresh face and they were given the mask as a as a passing the torch. But in America, I can't think of it now. Right. Uh, John Cena's bald spot says Veer coming April fourth, but they didn't announce the year. So maybe <laughs> next year. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing. What if, they would have, what if they would have advertised it for Friday, April 1st on SmackDown <laughs> as an April Fool's joke? Oh, but but if you think about oh, it, that'd be great. April 4th in 2023, I think, falls on a Sunday. Oh, well, <laughs> so it could be on at Mania still. At Mania, at Mania next year. Maybe. Talk about uh, even more pressure. <laughs> <laughs> After a year uh, more of, of, of uh, vignettes, yeah, that'd be a lot of pressure. But uh, speaking of of mania and people who made debut there cody rhodes sister said some stuff on twitter this week i want to get your guys thoughts on uh cody rhodes sister says that their father uh the late wwe hall of famer dusty rhodes would be proud if he could see what's next uh teal rhodes took to twitter on sunday and shared a photo of cody and dusty and potentially gave some insight into cody's future saying I knew my old man best, and I know he would be beaming with pride if he could see what's next. Uh, Jimmy, any uh, any predictions on what that could mean, or is this just well wishes? I, I I think I think she's trying to uh, stir the pot a little bit because uh, I don't know how in depth uh, Cody is with his, his sister as far as giving her the knowledge of what is coming up and what they have planned for him. Uh, I would love to see uh, the, the most interesting aspect for me is, you know, we've been talking for so long about uh, release WWE superstars or superstars who did not resign with WWE and going over to AEW. This is the first big name talent coming the other way. So this is what's got me intrigued more than anything because you talk to anybody who remembers Cody's previous uh, stint in the WWE and how um, uh, 
for lack of a better term, inadequately he was used or his talents were uh, uh, appreciated for lack of a better term. I'm curious to see, is he going to have a big time prominent role in his return to WWE? And if so, is it going to be much more than just an on-air talent? Is he going to be, have some responsibilities backstage? Is there kind of like some, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, we haven't seen Hunter around NXT for a while. Maybe he's going to have a, a role to play there. And developmental and that's what i think jimmy i think you're right i think you're you're circling right there because you know like he just left a position where he was an, an evp right like i don't think if he goes back to the wwe um you know even if he gets booked and wins the world title in the next year i mean I, yeah of course dusty would be proud but like that, this sounds like you know dusty obviously dusty was a performer but dusty was you know he, dusty was a, a, a well-renowned booker and, and a businessman and ran territories. And, and so I have to think that it's something along those lines. You would all, I mean, it's like, again, he just left an office executive position. So maybe he's not moving necessarily into, you know, I, I think the NXT thing is a real interesting prediction because obviously Dusty worked with the early NXT. So, and with, you know, who knows what Triple H's situation and health or whatever. So if Cody is coming back and he's, fulfilling a title or a role that his father once held and he's going to try to take it to the next level while also being booked as uh, you know, a top guy for Vince, you know, that I think could be cause for this kind of a tweet. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's more than, it's not just, Oh, Cody's going back to WWE. He's going to win a title and he's going to get paid a lot of money. I mean, I, 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 I often wonder, it's going to have to be more than him just being a talent for him to make the amount of money that he just walked away from an AEW. Because I have to think again, as a talent, EVP merchandise, he was doing stuff with TBS. Like, he probably walked away from a good bit of money there. So mm-hmm. it, there has to be more than just being a talent. He's going to, I'm, I'm having to imagine it's going to be something in the management and then the NXT thing fits perfectly considering the, the, the state of things right now. Yeah. If that's the case, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in NXT because NXT, obviously, as you're alluding to kind of different than it was uh, a little bit ago before it became 2.0. So it will be interesting to see how that mm-hmm. all stacks up and uh how that plays out and grows out and speaking of growing out our sponsor this week is manscaped can i get a round of applause everyone today uh today i'm excited to announce manscaped has launched their ultra premium collection believe it or not it's not (laughs) it's uh for your not so private parts i'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent this is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20. We all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas, but now you can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra-premium collection. This pack includes the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. No, not for your balls, for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum-free, and smells like their signature scent. Hydrating body moisturizer. If you have tattoos or issues with dry skin, it's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. Body wash to lather you up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean up your scalp with an easy one-step plus a free gift. A three-pack set of lip balm 
that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's a four product plus gift inside the ultra premium collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty free, paraben free, vegan friendly and dye free and best ingredients with zero compromise. I'd recommend using the products in this order. You hop in the shower, get a scrub-a-dub-dub, that body with the Manscaped Body Wash. You lather your hair up with the two-in-one shampoo conditioner to keep your noggin togging. I don't even know what togging is, but I guess that's (laughs) what it is. Dry hop and spray on the hydrating body moisturizer to reinvigorate dry skin. Put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons and pop that Manscaped lip balm on. No one is out here kissing those chapped-up lips. Get dressed after is optional, of course, but wear one great scent all day long. Get the ultra premium collection hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Uh, I am a huge believer in this. I got all sorts of Manscaped stuff in, in my uh, shower and bathroom. I use it all the time. Uh, and I know you guys are believers in it as well. Yeah, I love it. I'm just showing off the new uh, hydrating body spray. And I mean, everything, the, the, everything, the products are quality. The, the, the packaging that comes in is quality. Um, my wife loves the scent, so that's a bonus. And, uh, and, you know, and, it, and it, yeah, and as Justin knows, uh, as I, 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 I don't want to get censored here, but as someone who suffers from the Greek curse of uh, being uh, excessively hairy everywhere except where you want it, uh, it is a perfect product. Yeah, it, it works. Definitely try it out again. Manscaped.com, uh, and then use the promo code WINC20. However you want to make a splash this year, Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds can help every step of the way. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes crafted with premium supernatural weather-repellent materials. The high-top uppers are moisture-wicking merino wool with puddle guard technology, and the supernatural rubber treads ensure all-weather traction, so you can jump into anything, rain or shine. Make a splash with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Uh, Tim Allen in the chat says raw after mania crowd will explode with excitement along with veer. Once he finally came. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. they're going to, they're going to make noise, you know, <laughs> but, but like, like, uh, like Justin said, is it going to be that sarcastic? Oh, finally. And they're just popping because it finally happened. Yeah. Isn't I mean, you know why we all do it. Uh, <laughs> and he's been working. Look, he's been working in front of the live crowds for the last couple, uh, probably over a month now. He's been on the the main event, the show main event tapings. So hopefully, too, he doesn't disappoint when he gets in there. I mean, that's that's the other thing. The, the mania crowds are always they're, they're harsh. You know, they're they're they're, they're, the, they're the most diehard of people that have traveled all around the world to be uh, in, in this case Dallas. So they're harsh. So they, you know, if he if he comes out there and he fumbles and stumbles a little bit, it's 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 going to be hard to recover from that. So I really hope they have him prepared. And again, the creators going to hope it's not. I mean, I hope it's not just. You know, they they made an attempt. Remember years ago, um, Lars Sullivan. Remember was that was that what I'm thinking yeah. of Lars? You know, they made an attempt to try to have him be somebody who's going to you know make make an impact. Uh, I I hope they try to go that route. I think that's going to do a lot more favors than again the mm-hmm. let them. Okay, we did six months of coming vignettes. Now let's do six months of squashes. Right. I'll be I'll be checked out. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into the show. Uh, but before we do, as always, if you're watching the show on 
YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being in the live chat. Thanks for the, if you're listening to the podcast afterwards, the five-star reviews, like, comment, share, subscribe. Leave a little comment and leave a nice thing about the Triple J team. I love to read the little comments that say nice things about us. So five-star review and then say some nice stuff there. And if you're in the chat, thank you so much for joining us, whether it is Anthony Y, Ricky, Zaldivar, Bit Milligan, uh, Headlock Heel, uh michael the virus dmt trying to just scroll through a few more of these jacks is in the chat thanks so much jacks rocky good to see you again as always everybody thanks so much for being in the chat with us live uh steven mark i always get your name wrong marcachilli marcachilli i'm gonna get that right one of these days steven marcachilli says in the chat does cody versus rollins open up wrestlemania saturday that's in, in- yeah, yeah. no, it, uh, that's an interesting idea to have them open up WrestleMania on Saturday. But what if you were to make people wait just one more day long longer? You know, you go through all Saturday, Seth Rollins trying to, you know, have his WrestleMania moment on Saturday and keeps getting, you know, the rug pulled out from under him. Then on Sunday, he finally makes it out to the ring. And there you go. Bam. Save it for Sunday. You know, that would be interesting. Obviously, I know we'll, I don't want to spoil the ending once we get to the end of Raw, but, you know, like he. He could, you know, whine and cry again next week here in Pittsburgh. And Adam Pierce and Sony Deville can come out and say, We're being told from management, up, even up higher, we're being told from the board, we're being told from the man. We think we might have somebody for you, but we, we, we can't confirm yet. But, sh- but show up, with, bring, pack your gear, show up to Mania. <laughs> and Saturday, perhaps wearing street clothes, he finds out who his opponent is. And his opponent will then, and they'll have the match the next day. So they can get a, a two day, uh, payoff out of this now that would be that's one way to do it i don't think that's what's going to happen if in fact these two are going to have a match i do think it will be on saturday simply because uh a match i think that could rival it in terms of the work rate and style is aj styles versus edge spoiler Mm -hmm. spoiler alert to raw tonight uh and that's going to take place on sunday so i don't think you put both of those matches on the same night well antoine fair in the chat says uh well just what do you want to do with veer what just what do you want to do with Veer? He can't be an established superstar first week. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of the gate looking like a big deal. If you if you look like a star right out of the gate, then people, you know, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it, especially if it's someone that is going to be uh, post mania gone for a little bit, like just mm-hmm. like like an edge who probably isn't going to be around much after mania for a little bit. Have him get taken out by Veer. Boom. Bing, bang, boom. I don't know. Uh, we start the show off, and I was blown away. I couldn't believe before WrestleMania, we got Stone Cold coming out there. Put on a little bit of weight, I think, but the guy still came out there, still has it. Uh, Justin, I loved this bit. I thought it was great how he used the what chance against the crowd. Uh, this was fun, um, and I think it, I, I just enjoyed it. How did you feel about old uh, uh, KO doing the old dressing up as his opponent bit? Well, it was a tremendous start to Raw and what's always a very hot crowd in Chicago. And uh, I, I was tooting my own Twitter horn. Uh, I tweeted this last week that uh, uh, in response to people asking me things, I said, no, I don't think we're going to see Stone Cold until WrestleMania. And you don't need to. And quite frankly, that's more of the attraction. I said, but I would love in the next two weeks, meaning tonight or next week, for Austin's music to hit and for KO to troll the audience. And he did just that, but he did it even better than what was in my head because I just thought he hit the music 
everybody pop and then what have you and then he walks out and then, and then they, you know it, it transitions to his music he's going a step further doing the cosplay <laughs> and cutting the whole promo as stone cold just defeatist that he has to fight kevin owen uh and then i mean he re- i mean a, a people if you did not watch it i urge you go find this because wb is a production's always top notch the you know they got eight cameras or whatever it is live on raw all these cameras are grabbing all these people who are almost in tears they can't believe it and, and, and then they, you just see just complete disappointment wiped down their face. And then he did it to him again five minutes later when he starts trash talking and running down, cutting a traditional wrestling promo, which would usually invite the opponent to now come and shut him up. The music hit again. Owens reacted as if, oh, my God, this is the real one. And he, <laughs> tro- and he did it. I mean, it was, it was a work of beauty. It really was. Jimmy, yeah. this was done so well. Even the bits of him not being able to catch the beers – and yeah. I feel like this was such a, as people who are fans of Stone this was done perfectly, I thought, in how he mocked it, how he did it just right, but also messing up the parts he was supposed to mess up and doing things things wrong where he was supposed to. No, absolutely. And, you know, weekly, usually Raw starts out with a, with a promo segment. And I, I get it's sometimes it feels formulaic, but tonight they hit a home run with it. And the biggest thing for me is that not only did you see the disappointment in that audience, Kevin Owens got legitimate heel heat from that audience, especially now in today's day and age where it's cool to like the bad guy, especially in an audience uh, like Chicago, who's an educated audience. They know their stuff to get that kind of heel reaction from that audience is priceless. And and like you said, the tossing of the peers and, and, and that sort of stuff, everything just absolutely worked. And the best part about it is it wasn't long and drawn out. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it almost felt like it was the perfect amount of time. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I thought that too. I, cause a lot of times they'll do those bits and it'll take, they'll try to drag it on for 30 minutes or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, he did it. He hit all the points. Like I said, my favorite part of the night was him saying what to the crowd. Cause I was thinking now the crowd gets to hear how obnoxious that is. <laughs> and Jimmy's right. But the fact that it's Chicago adds something to it. I mean, Chicago is always loud, but it's the personality of that crowd. I don't want to say like they're a little high and mighty, but they are a crowd again. That is an educated crowd. They're not going to get duped for the more traditional tricks, right? Or at least they don't think they're going to. So when you're able to work them and again, not once, but twice in a five minute span, they're just the kind of passionate fan. That's going to get that much. They're going to get that much angrier. (laughs) And they did. And it, and you just felt it. And it, what a, I mean, I, I almost kind of wish he would have done it here in Pittsburgh next week. Cause like one selfishly for me, but two also, because I don't know what he's going to do next week. He's got, well, how he needs to keep this momentum going. What do you do next week to, to top that, to keep the momentum going? Tremendous. Yeah. Next week's gonna be very interesting with raw in general. Mm-hmm. And as, as we go on, we'll talk about it. Uh, Brian Cyrus in the chat says, nice to know Tim Allen watches the wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, LL Veers going to come out dancing like they did with Brodus clay at this point. I don't know about that. I, hope, hope. I, I don't know about that, but then again, uh, I have seen some crazy stuff over the years, so you never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, is it Jerry D one two three four five says, uh, "Love your work, guys. Raw has gotten so much better in recent times. It was borderline unwatchable for most of last year. Uh, it has its, it has its good points. I, I I I always get made fun of for saying I think it's doing okay, but <laughs> no." Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, like, let's 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 be honest. There's no show out there that's perfect. 
Yeah. You know, you're going to have, you can make little critiques about anything, you know, there's, there's always something, but, you know, instead of looking for the stuff that is, that is not so good, try, try to enjoy the stuff that does work. And yep. that opening segment, like we said, it worked big time. Enjoy it. It's, it set the right tone for the night for me. Yeah, it, uh, you know, Raw's three hours, so it's I just I've settled the fact you're never going to have a show that's going to be a perfect, entertaining all three hours. Even when they have Austin and Rock and Vince, and they do these, they do the legend shows and the nostalgia mm-hmm. shows. Even then, there's lag points in the three hours. It, it's just not meant to have a th- weekly three hour show, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's what they get paid for. So I always try to look at it as okay, it's a show that's 15 segments. If they can give me, if I can find 10 solid segments, so two hours worth. If, mm-hmm. if between matches and character and promos, if I can get 10 out of the 15, then that's kind of how I try to scale Raw. I try to, I try to omit the Tazawa mm-hmm. and Tamina segment, maybe. You know, I try to omit oh, a few of them. I dare you. That's the best part. I, I, I basically <laughs> give them five I basically give them five strikes. It's five strikes right. and you're out. Mm-hmm. And if they can hit mm-hmm. the other 10, um, the other 10 segments, then I think it's there a winner. Yeah. Uh, it, I would say it's like SNL. You're going to have good sketches and bad sketches every week. You can't expect yeah. it to be all great. But right. uh, King Rail in the chat says, Seth, on this SmackDown and Cody shows up, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know if it'll be on. Yeah, I don't know. The longer they, they, because like, again, the crowd tonight was chanting Cody's name because the rumors are out there and they're rampant. So I would hold off as long as possible. And it's not going to be SmackDown. This is clearly, they want this to be on a Monday night. They want this to be a raw built feud. Right. For a match. Well, as we talk about the Rollins stuff, um, I want to, I'm going to get to this next part and I want to separate Rollins part because I want to get to that in a little bit. But for now, we got the Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs. So two teams that were on Smack, uh, on NXT 2.0 last mm-hmm. week, making their jump to the main roster. Hopefully they uh, they make it work for them. Um, but uh, so they're having their match. It's a solid match. But in the end, uh, Dominic gets the win. Ziggler gets mm-hmm. a shot in after. And then Miz takes Ray's mask. Uh, Jimmy, I want to start with you. I don't think this is exactly the kind of thing that we're going to remember like a beer truck spraying down the corporation, but Mm. I'm looking at this. I feel like every single person involved got moved forward in their rivalry towards WrestleMania. I think it actually did what like a great job of doing what it was supposed to do. No, that makes perfect sense. What you just said. And, and, and see, that's the challenging thing. And it goes to that old saying that you can still get stories over without certain individuals, not, having to get over and even though you know uh, dominic got the clear and convincing win uh you know miz got his heat back and there's another guy who we talk about you know the the cool kids want to cheer the 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 bad guys miz gets legit heel heat and you know those who are well versed in the lucha history know that stealing a luchador's mask is kind of very taboo it's uh it's it's on the bad side. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, he crossed that line. And uh, now he's going to give it to his partner, Logan Paul, to wear. Wow. Yeah. And that's going to be obnoxious and everyone's yeah. going to hate it. And I'm going to love it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Justin, again, we'll kind of batch together the Rollins stuff pre- like together in a little bit. But for now, just the match portion. Any any key takeaways? I mean, it's like, do you think this is going to lead to some kind of match versus hair or do you think the mask the mask is going to play a part going forward, or is this a a one off kind of thing for just this show? Uh, I think it is what it is. For, I, I think it was just meant to get the heat, like Jimmy said. I don't think it's going to translate into a stipulation at Mania. Um, you know, to the points earlier, I could see 
Dominic eventually donning a mask, especially after his father retires. Um, I, I, I thought Dominic had actually a nice little sequence of offense. I mean, he, he got a little quick and, you know, things weren't as crisp, but I didn't think it looked bad or sloppy or dangerous. So just, he was just really moving. And I thought that was a really nice sequence I made a note of. Um, so yeah, I mean, this, this was, a, I think this was a well done segment and, um, you know, Ray has been unmasked before if you really follow his career, but it, it doesn't take away still the symbolic nature of what was being done here. So I thought, um, you know, I, I thought, I thought this was good. And yeah, I mean, if, if, if Paul comes out with that mask on at, at next week or at Mania, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a huge heat. So the, the thing that obviously will got a lot of, of people talking on Twitter and whatnot is Seth Rollins comes out and the microphone doesn't work. And then we get him backstage saying, hey, why are you trying to cut me off? Uh, I want a match. And eventually he goes out and he confronts AJ Styles. Now, uh, Jimmy, I want to get your take on this because you've been there. Was this the mic not working? I got to know. Was that part of the show or was that them improving when something went wrong? No, I think I think that was uh, designed uh, intentionally to get Seth Rollins into a different plane to get him more angry than he already is to get to set the tone so to speak so uh i don't think it was accidental because if it was accidental it would have uh been much more of an issue let's put it that way Ooh, yeah and i want to know what would have happened yeah this something, is so, something would have happened and that would have been in, in the girl position or in in the tech area <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah they maybe would have had a worst case someone run out with a microphone or something i don't know yeah yeah, this just to me felt like you know he's, you know, the man's keeping him down. I can't get a mania match. He you know, he needs a path to mania. Now now they can't even give him a good microphone. And yeah, this this was a good just piling on to the the woe is Seth Rollins story. Yeah. So and and he comes out later and he confronts AJ. AJ Styles is saying basically, I accept my match with Edge. We're gonna do it at WrestleMania. And then Rollins comes out and does the thing again. I'm gonna take your spot at WrestleMania. Uh, Justin, I, in general, I don't really like the idea of someone like trying to get a match at Mania because so many people just say, I challenge you at WrestleMania and that's it. Uh, and so I always feel like, just challenge someone, Seth. That's mm -hmm. all you got to do. That's what Omos is doing. And we'll talk about that in a second. But because Rollins seems so unhinged and the way he's going about it, I'm kind of enjoying this. Are you liking this journey we're going on to get to uh, to WrestleMania with Rollins? I'm okay with it because I think I know the ending and the ending is exciting. We think we know what the match is going to be. We, we don't know how it's going to be revealed to us. So I, I but I, I certainly, you make, that's a, a, a perfectly valid point. <clears throat> just, just pull a name out of a hat and call them out and you get the match. Right. Um, and it's also, you have to look at it too. And I guess we won't be able to really judge us until, until Mania is over. Like if in fact it is going to be Seth and Cody, the reality is, <clears throat> excuse me, the reality is Cody's coming in and working a guy who just lost however many weeks in a row. Granted, he's losing the top guys. He's losing to Kevin Owens. He's losing to, to AJ Styles. So it's not like he's, you know, jobbing out to, you know, guys beneath him. But there, there's, a, there's a lapse. There, there's an argument for how logical it is, how, how, whatever. But again, I think people are going to look past it as, you know, Seth's. Seth Seth lost to KO. It wasn't like he got knocked out of you know the way the way they did the finish tonight. He lost only because of DQ because of outside you know. So he's not getting buried. He's not getting put in the ground and, and put six feet with dirt on top. He he's he's just yeah. that one second slower. So I think between that and people know that the match is just supposed to be just a, a kind of a classic, somewhat of a, a new dream match. Yeah, uh, and Cody's revitalized. So mm -hmm. uh, it depends on how cynical you want to be when you look at it. Mm -hmm. 
Jimmy, any any thoughts on Rollins' uh, bumpy road so far? We'll talk about the main event at the end, but just the the setup and kind of his approach to getting matches at, a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, like you said, I find it interesting that he has to uh, work to get a re- match at WrestleMania. Said especially someone who's been established in there so long has to fight for a match at WrestleMania. While other, like you said, others just say, "Hey, I'll see you at WrestleMania," and yeah, you do. <laughs> So, but I do like the approach that you have to earn your spot at WrestleMania. And the WrestleMania spot is not um, a foregone conclusion. It's not a given that you're that everybody in the company is going to appear at WrestleMania, and that's what the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is for. You know what I mean, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, so I do like that aspect of it. But again, like you said, it does send kind of like a mixed message. It, for the past few years, I may be mistaken. It feels like there's always one person trying to get a match at Mania. Like, wasn't like Kevin Owens did it one year, and I think John Cena was kind of doing it one year. It, I, is I wonder if that's just a thing they do. One person has to try to find a way to get a match. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, if you're going to use one person, make it one person who you're trying to elevate as opposed to someone who has been the guy. Yeah, it does feel like they would go out of their way for Seth Rollins, but we'll we'll yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. Someone who also wants a match at WrestleMania, but he's having troubles for a different reason. Omos, uh, he. Breaks out a few more moves and dominates Apollo Crews and Aziz uh, and, and stacks them Roman Reigns style and says, whoever it's going to be, uh, he wants a match. And uh, Corey Graves says, not a mortal man. So get the, mm-hmm. get the Undertaker uh, speculation going. There was actually a report. Uh, WWE is reported, reportedly planning a, mat, a singles match for Omos, not the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, as a lot of us thought it would be. Uh, Omos, he he quickly beat his former tag team partner, AJ Styles, earlier this year. And it was reported then that WWE had big plans for the big man on the road to WrestleMania. Now, WrestleVotes reports that as of now, there is a singles match planned for Omos at WrestleMania. The report did not name who Omos will go against at WrestleMania, but it was noted that the opponent may surprise people. There was no hint mm-hmm. at who the opponent might be, and it was stated that the, the opponent will not be Cody Rhodes or Veer, for whatever it's worth, mm-hmm. leaves a lot of uh, of speculation. Justin, mm-hmm. any uh, any guess guesses on who well, it's a singles match? Yeah. So then after that story came out, mm-hmm. uh, Fightful Select is reporting that they're hearing that at least the pitched opponent is Bobby Lashley, but have not mm-hmm. been able to confirm if he's even medically cleared to go. As, as if everybody remember, he's dealing with um, a, sh- a shoulder injury that he needed to get fixed. So. Mm-hmm that's the pitch. I mean, you'd think if Omos came out here and just did this promo, you'd think that they have it figured out if whoever's promo is going to, whoever's opponent is going to be. So again, whether Lashley shows up next Monday and answers mm-hmm. the, the call or, or if this, or if this is truly a Omos issues an open challenge at Mania and Lashley makes his return at me, you know, but that's, that's supposedly the, the, the direction they want to go in, which I, then I guess the next question is, well, what's the finish to that? I mean, Lashley, the poor guy has been, you know, he's been the workhorse, carrying the company especially through the last two years of the pandemic through 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 unusual times but has always had to be sacrificed whether it be to brock or mm-hmm. so i just i like is, is that is that his role is he there to make omas look like a million bucks and give omas a win is omas just supposed to go toe-to-toe and go the distance but then lashley's veteran mm-hmm. veteran ability outsmarts him I, i'm really curious how you book that match because Omos is yeah. still pretty green. Let's just not let's, let's not beat around the bush. He's a big yeah. guy. He is a spectacle to see. He's he's a legit <laughs> seven three seven four, but he's still very green. So yeah, you know. 
No, and and especially with someone like a Bobby Lashley, like you said, who allegedly needs uh, uh, shoulder surgery. I mean, is it possible that he can get through a match before you know having the surgery done without doing any further damage to that shoulder? We don't know the extent of that that damage, and and you know you could work it where he, you know he he let's say Omos comes out at WrestleMania and makes the open challenge, and here comes Bobby in his arms in a sling and everybody's trying to stop him and that sort of stuff. And, you know, make it a story that, you know, Bobby shouldn't be in the ring with anybody, let alone this monster. And yeah. then, you know, the, there's a reason to keep him off TV for a while so he can get the surgery done. But uh, uh, like you said, Justin, he's, he is a little green and I don't know if you want to risk him in there with someone who has an injury that needs to be treated and without making it worse. So yeah. Speak. Especially someone like Omar, like if it was a smaller person, I feel like it'd be easier to get around that. But you're going to have to do some work if you're going to beat someone like Omos uh, and make it visually believable after him hmm. being so dominant for so long as well. So interesting to see. I, I wonder if it'll be a legend coming back too. Well, so I want to give some love real quick to the chat because the chat's trying to throw a few that kind of hit on all different speculations. Hmm. Um, Trevor saying Omos versus Kane. So there's a legend hmm. uh, option for you. Uh, Killer Styles saying Omos versus Goldberg would work. So just yeah. just just the, the the people thinking. Yeah, if it's Goldberg and he loses, I think Goldberg's used up yeah. all of his uh, his credit at that point. Oh, I think. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Peter P mentioned the Great Khali. <laughs> I don't uh, see that one happening. Ooh, <laughs> what is he able to wrestle still? I I, I have no, I, I know nothing about what's going on with Great Khali at this, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I I I hesitate to say this, you know, because Kali is technically a veteran and actually is a former world champion. But <laughs> when you mix green with green, what color does that make? <laughs> like that's a yeah, yeah. Well, not not, not the color of my green. Not <laughs> <that way. laughs> More like baby spitting up baby food kind of green. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we got in the chat, John Cena's bald spot saying, I feel like WWE will build next week Raw around Brock and Roman. Could see Seth confronting Brock, trying to get a match. Don't see them having Cody debut. Uh, I feel like at this point, you just wait till Mania for Cody. Uh, we've gotten this mm -hmm. far. Um, but uh, we've got uh, a tag. Well, we got... Um, we got a tag team match. Uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler and uh, Natalia. Before that, Carmella and Zelina get into a fight backstage. Now, this team has been teasing a breakup and teasing problems for a long time. But at the end, um, at the end of it all, uh, the uh, the good guys get the win. Or um, wait, who? <laughs> no, the bad guys got the win. Shayna and Natalia yeah. got the win. Uh, but then. Zelina attacks the good guys and Carmella attacks the bad guys and they're friends again. Um, uh, Justin, this was a little bit of a, uh, I always say it's weird when once, once people start, yeah, once people start hitting each other, I feel like, okay, they're not allowed to get back together. Like you can argue, but once you actually fight, I feel like that, that, that means the team is not, I felt betrayed a little bit in the storytelling. Yeah. The, 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 Overall coherency and, and a lot of the women's booking lately has been kind of all over the map. I, I it, it's 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 unfortunate because we had a couple of years. I mean, well, I mean, we're still going to have Charlotte and Ronda, but like you know, we had a there was the Revolution movement. But I I kind of feel like in some ways we're back to a little bit of the we're on the road to Mania. Let's scramble on how many eight 
women or 10 women things can we do just to get some faces on the card? And then, oh, by the way, is it going to be the sacrificial lamb that gets drastically cut, you know, when you, when, when time is running behind on the show? I, I just, I don't have a lot of, I, I just don't have a lot of interest. And it has nothing to do with them, with it being women's wrestling or with any of the individual ladies themselves. They all, have, a lot of them all bring something to the table, but this is just the presentation of it. I just don't care much. You know, it's, yeah. It's it's a story that I don't and and the whole you know we see it all the time. Can they coexist? If I hear that term one more time, I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, and th- and that's how it's feeling now. Can they get along? Can they coexist? And you see them like you said getting into it backstage, and then all of a sudden we're all hunky dory and it, with, without an explanation, without any eh. just didn't work for me. Yeah, I, I always feel like once you once they start fighting, now they're supposed to be they're not friends anymore. And mm-hmm. so when they got back together, then I thought like, Oh, that was literally a waste of time. That whole segment didn't mean anything, but I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll break up eventually. That's right. <laughs> uh, Brian Barry in the chat says, Taker confronts Omos. Um, I love the visual of that, but I don't mm-hmm. know. If, I think yeah. he's, no, I don't, I don't I think so. That. Yeah. What's your, what's your end game there? Like mm-hmm. you're trying to get Omos over. The Taker's not going. The Taker's not going on his back on Hall of Fame weekend. So like, the, no. I, I could see Taker coming out and, have, and helping Austin if, if the KO show turns into a brouhaha of some heels, and Austin mm-hmm. needs a friendly Texan. I could see that to, to end in night one. You, know, you always you always have the Hall of Fame class featured at Mania. So I think that you know, and Taker could come out. I think he'd agree to do some choke slams and some big boots and mm-hmm. have a toast uh, of the, some new Austin beer. Uh, but that's as much as you, you know. You, that that's the way you use. Taker on his Hall of Fame weekend. You don't have him go yes. nose to nose with Omas and have Omas. You do whatever to him. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah, because that would just make you feel bad if Omas took out Undertaker, and then you can't have Undertaker take out Omas because that would just destroy everything they've worked for. Uh, but Becky Lynch, she shows up and she sits down in a chair and reminds us that she beat Bianca Belair in 26 seconds and relinquished the title but she never lost it just in case you guys forgot about that. Uh, She basically talks about how she'll sell her soul and she kind of implies that she's going to take Bianca's hair as well. Um, Jimmy, are we getting a hair versus are we, they can't cut Bianca's hair. Can they? Well, I I guess they can technically speaking, but at the same time, that's part of her identity right now. That's a, a major part of her identity. And especially recently when they, when they, uh, showed her whipping, the other ladies with her hair and having that noise in the background and, and even making a point stating that the sound was not enhanced, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I don't see it going at any time soon, but I can say possibly it becoming a hair versus hair match where if Becky doesn't mind getting a little bit cut off. Hey. Yeah. I can, you can threaten the, the hair to be cut and that, that there's some real stakes there because Bianca's hair is so much of her marketing, so much of her brand. Mm-hmm. I think the marketing department would probably slap their foreheads if they got wind that Bianca was cutting the hair. I mean, you know, like, yeah, you can do the threat, and I could actually see Becky. I mean, Becky and Seth both collectively are kind of doing this, you know, they're dressing in crazy ass outfits and they're whatever. So, I mean, I could see Becky being willing to alter her look a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's a thing, and Jimmy could probably speak on it way more and probably can give better examples. It's a thing in wrestling if you're if you're a savvy worker that you know maybe you're trying to change your hair color, trying to change the gear, trying to change little things so you can have a new action figure made or 
So a new T-shirt can be updated, and that means more. You know that that is a thing. But this is not one of those things where this is way too early in her career, Bianca, to just take such an asset that is so unique to her away. Um, so you can threaten it, but boy, I would not follow mm-hmm. through with it. Yeah. Um, so we get Brian Barry in the chat says, I'm ready to see edges entrance at mania. I, yeah. I bet they're gonna have some killer entrances this year mm-hmm. at Mania. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to really go all out with their entrances in quite some time. So, uh, I am very excited to see what the entrances look like at WrestleMania mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Um, we, we, we just continue forward. Uh, Austin Theory versus Finn Balor. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember if the U.S. title is actually on the line in this one, but mm-hmm. Pat McAfee comes out and is just fantastic on commentary, as he always is. He's just such a special entertainer. He's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Everything he does, he distracts Austin Theory, and Finn gets the win. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another one of those things I don't know if – I don't think we're going to remember it, Justin, for a very long time, but – kind of did its job it kept us knowing that theory and uh mcafee hate each other Balor got a title defense yeah, yeah that, that's, that's all you really need to say and yeah pat's tremendous i'm glad pat's getting a little monday night airtime um yeah. you know it, yeah it, it, pat's one I'm, I'm looking forward to this actually i mean again if you know obviously pat's a pittsburgh guy here he's, he's an entertaining character <laughs> but he's proven he proved it with his match uh, in NXT against Adam Cole, uh, Pat's put in some training. Some I mean, obviously, he's an athletic guy. He's a he was in the NFL for for God's sake. Even if he is a punter, mm-hmm. you still need to be athletic. Um, he's an athletic guy. He loves business. He, he loves the wrestling business. So he's studied. Yeah. He's a student of the game. That showed when he had his match against Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to this match. I think that what he and Austin Theory are going to do is going to be is might surprise some people. And then when you throw in the wild card of does Mister McMahon make his presence known? That that just all bets are off there. Yeah, yeah. Pat McAfee shockingly good when he wrestled uh, Adam yeah. Cole, baby. I, I was like, that's not fair. You're not allowed to be that good <laughs> right away. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but Jimmy, any what what are you some of your takeaways from this? Getting to see, I mean, we're Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee eventually, and of course uh, Finn Balor with the championship. No, I'm enjoying Pat McAfee immensely. I'm enjoying his commentary for one on SmackDown, but at the same time, you can see that he, like, like uh, Justin said, he truly loves what he's doing out there and it shows and, and he's putting everything into it and it's, and people are invested in him. They're invested in Pat McAfee, not, and, and he's almost got people stop uh, questioning. Oh, can he do it in the ring? Can he not do it in the ring? He's not really a true trained professional wrestler you know what i mean he's he's Mm -hmm. you know but it doesn't matter because he's making you invested he's making you care he's making you want to see this he's making me want to see this match that's for sure and like you said he had a great match against adam cole you know they made it very exciting and entertaining and i have no doubt that uh with hopefully a little bit of an appearance by mr mcmahon that this will be a moment stealing uh, match at WrestleMania. I'm not just saying it's going to take over everything and overshadow everything, but just one of those memories where you go, "Hey, remember that?" Justin is. Uh, do you still consider Pat McAfee a celebrity guest for WrestleMania? And if so, is he the best celebrity they've ever had? I don't think of him as a celebrity, only because now that he's on every Friday, he's part of the announce team. 
I, I, I don't think he... Uh, he doesn't qualify? Well, yeah, he doesn't have that outsider coming in feel. But I do mm-hmm. still think the purpose of the celebrities dating back to WrestleMania 1, Pat still fits that. So that that's kind of like this weird, happy medium. Pat, hopefully, is gaining credibility with the audience that he's on Friday nights every week with Michael Cole, and, and he sounds like, you know, you know he's, he's commentated on the product, but he also still has one of the most popular talk shows out there and podcasts, um, so he still does that celebrity role of trying to bring in a new fan or a casual fan or a lapsed fan, um, so he's in a, it's kind of actually the best of both worlds. You get the celebrity rub, but you get a guy that you can trust. You get a guy that's there at TV every week that knows, that, that knows the motions that you're not going to have to, um, uh, have a handler with, you know, even back in the day, it would be Pat Patterson would, would be handling some of the outside people coming in and okay, we want, you know, and, and trying to talk, speak wrestling to them and get them to understand what, what, what you want. You don't have to do that with Pat. Pat knows everything you need to do. He's there, but, but again, he, you know, hopefully he's, he's, he's pumping it every day on a show. He's able to bring in some additional eyes. So it's, it's really the best of both worlds. Yeah. I just watched that guy and I'm like, man, his commentary is great. He crushes it when he does promos mm-hmm. And like I said, his matches were great also. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's almost a shame he was a football player. He would have been a great pro wrestler. <laughs> he should have, uh, you know, everything worked out for him, obviously, for the best. But uh, man, I just talented. He's an incredible storyteller. I mean, it, yeah. I, I'll say this to people. If, if you haven't got to hear a lot of Pat McAfee or whatever, here's the, it's, it's a famous story that Pat McAfee fans know this. Look up the audio somewhere. Pat tells a story. Of course, he grew up here in Pittsburgh, so he you know, knows the Steelers, but he played for the Colts. Pat tells a story of when the Colts were playing the Steelers, and he's out there on the field, and the play call was for it to be a fake punt. Okay, so he, he's going to get the ball, but he's, gonna, he's not going to punt. He's going to fake it and try to convert. And he sees opposite him famous Steelers safety, Troy Palomalu, who was just an absolute physical beast. He sees Palomalu, who the defense is reading. The defense, he thinks, has figured out this is a fake. And he sees how Palomalu's lined up, and McAfee's ready to call the audible not to have it be a fake anymore. <laughs> look, listen, look up that story. the The way he tells the story, you will be bent over laughing as he tells it. It's, it's tremendous. You know, if I saw Palomalu looking at me in general, mm-hmm. I would right call whatever audible I need to to not have him run at me because mm-hmm. you're right. He is a specimen even though he's been out for a while i'd be yeah I'd be, nope not time out, time out. <laughs> else. but we don't have any timeouts i don't care okay <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the penalty let take the, the play flag. let the play clock go down add five more yards another coach <laughs> yeah. change had the coach change the, the decision <laughs> there you go uh brian barry in the chat says what if owens attacks austin on his podcast well, but yeah. well, most of all, since podcast has already been taped, you know, his broken school sessions have already been taped. It's not, I don't think there's any, any in the next week and a half until Mania. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, we gotta, we're gonna have to just wait until we see Austin yeah. at Mania. I think that's what, that's yeah. what, that's part of the attraction is to see the guy mm-hmm. live in living color. And word has it, he's, uh, well, he said it himself on Rich Eisen's show. And other, other word is, he looks, he looks to be in pretty phenomenal shape for a 57 year old, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. And, and without seeing him, I trust him. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. argue with Stone Cold. He, he, uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't be doing this unless he, um, he, he he wouldn't have agreed to do this and to go out there and potentially even take his shirt off and start brawling if he didn't feel like he no. could put himself in the best possible position. Right. Yeah. Uh, Allison Tuckwab in the chat says, it sucks that we don't have da- uh, Devontae Adams, I'm guessing, anymore. Uh, I wish he would have took in the offer from the Packers. They even offered him a little more money to stay. 
hey, he's a good player. We'll see. Um, see how that works out. Uh, I would be a terrible GM because I would want to keep everybody. And I, <laughs> I'd be, I, yeah, I'd, I'm that person's like, no, but you're my player. I got to keep you forever. Players right. would love me, uh, but fans <laughs> wouldn't. Um, so we move on. RK bro. We, we, got, we got one more from, uh, oh. from Brian Cyrus saying Shaq's right. going to confront almost. Oh, sorry, Brian. I, I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, Shaq confronts Omos at WrestleMania. Well, actually, that could be kind of fun to see. But You know, I mean, I thought, I mean, Shaq, obviously, we last saw him in AEW um, working with Jade and working with Cody and them. Uh, but maybe if Cody was his connection into AEW, and if Cody ain't there anymore. Huh. So maybe they'll be a tag team together, Shaq and Cody. Nah, probably not. Uh, RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. Uh, we get some Randy chants early on in the mm-hmm. match, and we got a great promo, as always, from Chad Gable. Uh, RK Bro gets the win. Otis beats up Riddle a little bit before the Street Profits save that. Nope. They take out RK Bro also. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, um, I'm going to start with uh, something. I, I just, Randy Orton. I mean, RK Bro is over, but. Uh, People love Randy Orton. I know he's got some stuff to do with RK Bro still, but yep. he feels like he's on world title trajectory with the way people like him. Uh, that, that's quite possible. But at the same time, you can tell that this iteration of Randy Orton, we talk about guys that are enjoying themselves and you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their mannerisms. You can feel it on them. Randy Orton is truly enjoying himself right now. And Randy Orton doesn't get enough credit for helping other talent, which he has done a lot over the years. And what he's doing now is he's helping get Riddle over and he's helping get uh, Chad Gable is hitting all strides right now. He is in a zone, man. Uh, I'm, I'm loving him right now. And uh, um, I, I wasn't a big fan of having this non-title match prior to WrestleMania. Yes. I know it's a triple threat match or a triple threat tag team match at WrestleMania, but at the same time, it, it just, it just doesn't sit with me. It, you know, Either make it a title match or don't have the, the the non-title match prior to Mania. But other than that, good match. Told you know, set the tone for everybody with the Street Profits coming in after you think they're making the save for the baby faces because they're technically baby faces themselves. But then they go after RK Bro as well. Um, I, I I like the way this is setting up, and I think this is going to be a very uh, fun match to watch. Yeah, Justin, I want to get your thoughts on the, the Street Profits because it does look like they're uh, starting to cross over to the other side of the tracks, so to speak. Yeah, which I'm not – I hope it's just a temporary thing so that way you can get a little heat and conflict infused in this this match at Mania. But I hope at the end of the, I hope at the, end of the day, whatever the outcome is, that it's that there's some handshake and some babyface respect. The Street Profits are, are very over as a babyface team. They're, they're, they're a good live event act. Uh, I, again, once mania is done and some people go back home and, uh, you start to get closer to the dog days of summer, I would not want to strip them of that baby face, um, booking right now. I, that just seems ridiculous. So hopefully this is just, again, you know, tensions rising for the sake of the match, but they go back to being the, you know, dancing through the crowd and stuff. Right. Who are the other tag teams on raw that aren't in this tag Team Triple Threat. Is there uh, any- the Viking Raiders, the, yeah. the, the Dirty Dogs. Mm. Are, are Viking Raiders raw? I guess they are raw. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah, Zig- Ziggler and Rude. Um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was trying to think if maybe... Then- Ray and Dominic. Oh, yeah, Ray and Dominic. Yeah, I, I was wondering if them maybe uh, becoming bad guys would line them up better with other people, mm. but it seems like it's pretty even 
yeah. when we kind of go through them. It doesn't seem like they're heavy on one side. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely see there. Brian Barry has a question for you, Justin. He asks, uh, so Justin, what's your take on Matt Ryan going to the Colts? Uh, I mean, the guy's in his late 30s coming off his worst season of his career. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know the Colts t- team well enough right now to know what he's going to be working with, but I, you know, I'm, it's not, I didn't, I didn't want the commanders to get Matt Ryan. If that's, that's the best answer I can give you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have nothing against Matt Ryan, but I definitely feel like I, I, if you're going for Matt Ryan, I almost feel like I'd rather you just take a risk on a draft pick. Which they still, that's the thing. When some of these teams, and same thing with Washington, with, with the commanders, even when these teams do sign these guys, you know, Carson Wentz, okay, he's much younger, but it's still shaky and unproven. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's older, veteran, been to the Super Bowl, but it's like they could still draft a quarterback and then have that quarterback sit for a year and learn behind these. So it, it doesn't mean, you know, that, that might be the strategy for both Washington and or Indianapolis. We don't know, mm-hmm. but, you know. I, I just always think um, if you don't have a guy that you think is going to be the guy, then I'd rather just, sit it out and mm. not because I feel like Matt Ryan's going to win you too many games and cost you draft picks down the road maybe, but mm. I don't know. Again, I'd be a bad GM. So what do I know? Uh, Dana Brooke and Reggie mm. team up to take on Akira and Tamina. And it's a mm. mixed tag team this time it was kind of weird mm. because Reggie got the pin, but Dana keeps the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jimmy, I, I am just pulling for Akira here. Do you think he can find love? Um, well, I don't know if Tamina is, is, is in the stars for him. Find love. <laughs> he, he, he's whooping Penub in all the wrong places right now. But, uh, <laughs> um, again, this was, this was, this accomplished what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a fun little, you know, comedy segment. And, uh, uh, for the most part, it was entertaining for, for what it was. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it, it was, it, it served two purposes. It was that bridging that gap between uh, the, the, the match prior, the, the tag match and, and everything going on to the main event. So it was kind of like that little break in the action and, and served its purpose. And uh, again, the 24 seven championship right now has become the comedy segment of the show. And tonight wasn't too bad. Justin, every time I see the 24 seven title, my honest thought is, I am shocked it lasted so long and it feels like it's going to be around for a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, this started in the summer of 2019, I think when, when it was one of those things that like they were trying to do a lot of things because numbers were just continuing to dip and suppose the USA execs were trying to get involved of let's, let's get some spontaneity. And I can't believe it's still around either. Cause everything else they tried at the time quickly. Just, you know, there was a time where, who was it? Was it, um, the Sami Zayn, they, they, Sami Zayn was like taking like live questions from the audience, and like some audience member asked something that was a no-no, and then they tried to do a thing where like the third hour raw was like different graphics and you know supposed to be you know there's different branding. Then there's raw, yeah, yeah. and all, all that stuff. So I mean, yeah, I am surprised it still lasts. I, I don't really care for this segment. It is what it is. It's but, but I will say I yeah. give credit to Tamina and, and to Kira uh, because I feel like they are trying really hard just to own it and mm-hmm. just make the best of it. Yeah. This is it. This is the year. Enough dreaming about growing my business online. It's time to get serious about selling in my style, as big as I want to grow, because there's nothing I can't do. It's time to get Shopify and take my business to the next level. Whoa, someone's ready to take on the new year. Oh, oh, I thought I was talking to myself there. But heck yeah, 2023 is my year. That's not your average resolution. That's a revolution. It's It's a a new New Year's Year's revolution. revolution. 
Start selling with Shopify to join the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand. From templates that make site design simple to customizations that let you grow at your pace. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. That's shopify.com slash free 22. Go to shopify.com to start your new year's revolution today. Yeah. And, and, and that 24 seven rule has been around for a long time though, for in different mm-hmm. iterations. And uh, as someone who has been a part of it, uh, one, if I may, my, one of my favorite instances was uh, counting a pinfall in the APA uh, office <laughs> when uh, Mr. Gerald Briscoe uh, pinned crash Holly. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it was fun. It was even fun for someone like me to do something like that. It was kind of cool. That would be fun. That'd be an interesting trivia to see if anyone could name all the the hardcore title mm-hmm. champions. Wow. I, I couldn't do it. Oh, uh, one of the one of the funnest hardcore matches ever with the same kind of thing was with Jimmy was Mania seventeen with oh. with Raven and Kane and who's the other one? Big Show. Big Show. And the, golf <laughs> and, the, and the golf and the golf carts crashing. And then, oh. and, then, and then they're huffing it to run down the, the backstage corridor. Tell the story. No, it's great. No, really, really quickly, you know, Raven jumps in the, in, in the golf cart to escape and Big Show jumped on the back. And when he jumped on the back, he pulled the, the front wheels off the ground so he couldn't steer it. And, and Raven ended up driving it into a fence. And then here we come and they start running down the hallway. And then Kane puts me on the back of a, the second golf cart and he's driving. So I'm getting chauffeured by Kane around the back of uh, the Astrodome there. And uh, you know, Raven falls down and, and, and Kane kind of half runs him over. It was, it was crazy. I don't know if it was the time or my age or something, but the tw- like the hardcore title was fun. Like, I thought it was a really yeah. fun title. Uh, yeah. Well, what was cool is I was at that mania. And so it's in the Astrodome, mm-hmm. like Jimmy said. I'm at that mania. Normally when you're at things live, when there's that much action backstage, you, you sometimes even hear booze. You're kind of like, because you want to see it live. But I was so entertained watching the screen that I didn't even care that this is the good. It's like when Jimmy says they crash into a fence, the backstage, like the 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 floor was elevated, and like he drove it into a point to where like the, it dropped. It was like dropped into like a gutter off the floor into a fence. You know, it, and it, and along that gutter were uh, power cables. Yeah. By the way. Oh Just really? So you know. <laughs> yes, and everybody went. <gasps> There was a big gasp. Yeah. <laughs> they knocked Mania off the air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Al- Alan Jones in the chat asks, anyone checked on Alfred since Adams left the Packers? Um, I will- Alfred. Sorry, not Alfred. He'll be with us Wednesday night, uh, he and I, after Dynamite. We'll see what his we'll- – we'll see if he shows up. We'll see if he can muster enough. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. You definitely got to tune into the after show on Wednesday. But uh, we get to the main event here, and uh, it's AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. This is a banger of a match. I don't know if these guys know how to have a bad match with each other. But, of course, it ends when Edge hits AJ in the back with the chair. Therefore, AJ Styles wins. Therefore, AJ Styles is going to face Edge, as we all thought he would. And... Seth Rollins still without a match, Justin. Still without a match, and he he said this is BS and said it all uncensored and mm-hmm. tearing a place, tearing apart the place like it's Breton in the in the nineties. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, 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 look, it, it, they you're interested. I we, we, you know, 
Every, every it's the same thing I'll say last week. They have not said WWE is not at one point at all said Cody Rhodes or I mean this is all all of us. Any disappointment, it's all of us on our own. Now I think they wouldn't be allowing these vocal Cody chants and screams to be happening. They they, they would they would make it go away if they had to if if if, if, that, if that's if that was going against the plan. They're not, which again to me is a telltale sign that that's what we're getting. But they're they they've kind of allowed people just to create the match in their head and they're just riding that wave. Um, mm-hmm. And I quite frankly, I, I don't think I'll see Cody in Pittsburgh here next week. I think that they will. Uh, at this point, draw whether they announce it and we just see a video, or whether it's the what we said earlier that you know show up and your mania opponent will be there waiting. Uh, I don't know. That'd be unusual because they normally don't do that for mania. Even mm-hmm. even John Cena calling out Undertaker, we knew who he was calling out and what, who he wanted. They normally don't say tune into mania. It's going to be a mystery opponent. They they normally like to advertise everybody they have. So we'll see. But this is it's. I'm interested. We're talking about it every week. We've we've been talking about it. It, it does, and, and Jimmy, it does remind me a little bit of uh, of AEW when they were bringing in CM Punk, and they never said CM Punk, but they it, it, we all kind of knew. And the the fun of it, and, and I'll let you speak on this, is that we may know, quote unquote, know who we th- who we think it's going to be, but we still mm-hmm. don't know, know. And that's right. what makes it exciting. It's like Christmas when you you think you know what's in the package, but you don't know what's in the package until you right. open it. I feel like that's kind of what they're doing. No, absolutely. And and I, I like the fact that WWE is letting this play out without really giving it away. And you're seeing that the reaction that's Cody, that Cody is getting is resonating with that audience. They want to see it or else uh, they wouldn't be chanting his name, you know? So, so this is, like I said, very interesting earlier when I, that, you know, here's someone who with the other company was getting booed for whatever reason it was, because that hardcore audience didn't, didn't accept him for, for whatever reason, but coming now going the other way, it's kind of like they want, people want to see what's going to happen as, as do I, I want to see what the, the, this current iteration of, uh, of uh, Cody Rhodes is. And can you imagine, you know, they save it, like you said, just until WrestleMania and just for the first night, the music hits and it's just American dream. He's just a common man <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. or something like that. And, or they don't have to go that far. You know, uh, they do the beginning of the American dream music, then hit the, the Cody, uh, music and go yeah. from there. And, and like you said, they can do a grand entrance and something incredible and even do a takeoff where maybe he is on a throne. Oh, that'd be great. You know, something I, like that. I cannot wait to see Cody Rhodes. If he does, you know, I, I still say, if I don't know, I feel like rumors mm-hmm. fly around. Just like, I love that. I love that. Uh, Rollins is, might be one of my favorite guys going right now in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I love that, you, that when they were chanting Cody out, he was like, Hey, Ro- rumors don't make moments that was like that's so great how he acknowledged it but then shut them all up at the same yeah exactly and that's the thing too if it wasn't and if they weren't if they were concerned about it they wouldn't have brought it up or they wouldn't seth would not have mentioned it on the air let's put it that way he didn't mention him by name but he just he did reference the rumors out there yeah if i think if it wasn't him he would have said something like oh i want someone better than that or whatever he would have squashed it Right. Uh, but to, to that point, I, I don't fantasy book very often, but I almost feel like they should, you know, when the NWO came to, uh, Nitro and, or when Scott Hall and he was like, 
you don't know who I am or you know who I am, but not why I'm here. And he always I'm from New York and he would always imply he was from W uh, from WWE, mm -hmm. but never mm -hmm. actually say it. What if they reverse that? What if Seth Rollins is like, hey, there's this guy who thinks he's elite. I want to have him fly up here from Jacksonville and really show if he's as good as he thinks he is and not mm -hmm. actually say AEW, but imply that he's challenging AEW to a match at WrestleMania. But the, you know, I don't know. I think that'd be fun. I'd like that. I mean, that's 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 probably as far as Vince would allow it to go. You know, right. he's not, he's never going to allow him to utter the the letters at EW. But I mean, it's interesting because I mean, I think I think one thing that we're not even talking about. It's kind of all in our subconscious. Is part of why this is like you know, Seth has been you know when AEW was on the rise these last couple of years, Seth was waving the WWE flag perhaps the loudest. He would. In different interviews or or in social media, he would say, "I'm the best wrestler in the world." And w I think at one point, one comp, one Raw, or, I don't know if he said Raw or if he said WWE as a whole has the best wrestling of any other company. Like, yeah. like he he you know, really touched the nerve with with an AEW hardcore fan base who felt that they have the best wrestlers. So there's a subconscious thing here of like Cody's coming from that coming from there. So it's kind of like. This is the first person Cody wants. Okay, Cody's back in the door. Okay, I heard you talking some 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 shit. Yeah. All right, I guess you, mm -hmm. you're you're gonna be the first one that I'm. You know, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. there's, there, there's a there's a subconsciously there's a dynamic there that whether or not they explore it verbally in any promos mm -hmm. or it just remains something that's in our subconscious. But that's what I think works so well about this. Is Seth was very vocal as he was Team WWE, and yeah, there's this new shiny thing over here, but this mm -hmm. is still the top company. This is still the company that has a WrestleMania. This is still where every wrestler, even an AEW, wants to ultimately be. That may not right. be true to every wrestler, but that's right. still the perception that he was going to continue it with. Mm -hmm. Either way, I'm so excited. I think yeah. it'll be so exciting. I can't wait. WrestleMania is such a fun time. Mm -hmm. uh, Allison in the chat uh, adds, I wish uh, Devontae Adams would have stayed with the Packers. They offered him a little more money to stay. Well... That's uh, that's the tough part about salary caps is yeah. uh, we can't I, keep them all. Yeah, I'm I'm more concerned with my Titans than anything else, and that comes from somebody living in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, who who's a Titans fan. And it's funny because uh, JBL asked me he 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 posted something last week, and he asked me how did you become a, a Titans fan? And I said, well, it goes way back to the days I was a Houston Oilers fan, way back in the days of Dan Pastorini, Billy White, Hughes Johnson, uh, Earl Campbell, who. Uh, uh, as Richard Pryor used to say, Earl Campbell used to run and people would be hanging off his back and they'd be whispering in his, in his ear and his helmet, please, please, Earl, go down. My kids are watching on TV. Please go down. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, I, was, I, I was just a big fan of them. And when they moved to Tennessee and became the Oilers uh, or the Titans. I, uh, I, I was a Seahawks fan, but I was a, the Titans were my side team for a little bit when uh, mm. Jeff Jarrett used to wear their jersey out all the time. Ah. But uh, Jimmy, who's your hockey team? Are you, are you a Leafs? Yeah, I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah. Good God, you guys uh, under underperform every year. I, I'm one of the few people here in Toronto who was alive the last time they won the cup, so that tells you uh, I'm I've aged. Yeah, I've never seen my Kraken win the cup. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> when did they release the Kraken? So you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. so they're still new. They got how tired of you are you of hearing that though? Never, you never get tired of hearing your team. Uh, you know, it's funny. I can't really claim. I, I haven't watched any of their games. I can't really claim I'm a fan of theirs. They're just from my hometown. Uh, Sheed Black in the chat says, Rollins told Omega to come to WWE. Oh. Sure he did. Uh, that, that Kenny Omega fella. Pretty, yeah, I've heard of him. Pretty good. I've heard of him. Pretty good. 
Yeah. Uh, him and Rollins would have some some bangers too. But yeah. that does it. I mean, that's the show. We covered mm-hmm. it. Like I said at the top, it felt like this was this is one of those shows that we're gonna easily forget. But everything did actually kind of do its part along mm-hmm. the way. It just wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't exciting to me. Yeah, it, it helped further things along without being like a, a real wham. If you know, what yeah, I mean. the, the kaboom. Where's the earth shattering kaboom? You know? <laughs> yeah. So it is all right though. Um, any any final thoughts? Everyone in the chat, any final thoughts? Let us know what you uh, what you guys thought. But uh, Justin, Jimmy, any final thoughts on this week's episode? Is we got one more raw before WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean they, they certainly have a lot set up for next week for the go home show. I mean I, I've said this for years that sometimes I think that the uh, the raw that is two weeks out for Mania, so this one, that's always a hit or miss raw in my mind because as you're booking WrestleMania, which is a long road to Mania, you know it starts in January essentially. When you're booking Mania, you know, you're, and you're trying to time things out, you know where you want things to be for the go home show. You know what the final, you know, at that point, all matches are made. You know what the last thing you want everybody to see on that last Raw is before Mania starts. That week prior can be one of two things. It can either be crazy crash TV because, oh my God, we got to hurry up and get the story to where we need it for the go home, or we don't need it to do anything. We just need to kind of let it stay on neutral this week until we can get to the go home. So, this 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 raw and this is traditional. You can go back uh, every year, and I'll kind of kind of proves my point. This raw is always a huge crapshoot. It's one way or the other. You know, you get some, and and, and overall, I thought the first hour was really exciting to raw. Second hour kind of dipped down. Mm-hmm. You know, the third it picked it back up. Uh, you know, especially with the Seth um, AJ match. Well, we continue the road tomorrow. There is a Wrestling Inc. after show for NXT tomorrow. Then we've got the after show on Wednesday for AW Dynamite. And then we've got... Um, Chair Shot Justin, Reality Reunion. Chair Shot Reality Reunion oh. on Thursday. That'll be fun. Everyone needs to check awesome. that out. Uh, and then, of course, we get the the SmackDown and uh, Rampage after shows mm-hmm. and, and all that good stuff. And real quick, I, I will uh, actually pull something up real quick. It, it's a sneak. This, this is one. There's many. We have tons of archive clips that we're going to show. Uh, yeah. People from Matt Hardy to Vince Russo to Adam Cole, Rip Baker. We're going to show a lot of our archive clips. Clips of Josh and I from the early days in the Wayne's World basement. Uh, mm. A lot of different visuals we're going to share, as well as talk about the current landscape of what's going on. One visual that I will share that we're going to show on the show. I'm just going to show it now. You'll see why. Show on the show. Is... That is oh, that is a vintage well, 2012 in 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 Miami. Uh, that is uh the PWR crew of Damian Nelson and Dave Hero from uh, Milwaukee. That is Josh and me from Chair Shot Reality, and then that is Arda and Jimmy uh, from from doing their right after wrestling up in Toronto. This was like the the, the mega podcast that was done live hmm. in Miami. Yeah. You guys wow. are all kids. Oh my goodness! Well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but you know that's that almost that's almost like the uh, uh the mega powers uh <laughs> re- man that was oh my goodness like I, I i totally forgot about that until you just showed me that picture that it was awesome that was that was a good trip man that was, that was. awesome that was. Yeah, so you guys, everyone definitely has to tune in on Thursday. Check yeah. out the reunion show. That's going to be that's going to be a blast. Check eight it o'clock. out. 8 o'clock uh Eastern time. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time on Wrestling Inc. Yeah, it'll be everywhere that you guys watch all these others. So our mm-hmm. the Wrestling Inc. YouTube, the Twitch, the 
Twitter, the Facebook will be everywhere you'd watch all of our normal podcasts here through Wrestling Inc. And the audio will be archived for audio only if you don't want to see our faces. Um, Understandable. And, yeah, I mean, and, and look, we you know we did four hundred something episodes, and we never got to do a show live. It was always, I mean, we did even that show in Miami that I just that I showed for the people that showed up there. They got to see the taping happen, but it was still a taping. We still mm-hmm. edited and produced it for then it to go out to the rest of the world. This is going to be a chance where whether it's eight o'clock Eastern time in the U.S., five o'clock on the West Coast in the U.S., whether it's uh, early in the, one in the morning or two in the morning in, in, in the U.K., like mm-hmm. everybody anywhere in the world can all be part of this live, can comment, whatever. Uh, we it, So that's, that's the aspect we're really looking forward to is we won't be in a traditional TV studio as we always were, but the substitute is we get to have basically an extra co-host and all these fans, which is awesome. Right. Very cool. Yeah, we definitely want to check that out. Uh, Brian Berry, by the way, last last second question in the chat. How would y'all do Cody's return next week? Personally, I would really, I would just have Seth Rollins come out to start the show and say, I'm not leaving until I get a match. Lights go out. Cody's music hits. He comes out with his giant Homelander cape. And then uh, they have a, they have a, a barn burner of a match. I'd keep it simple. But uh, uh, what about you guys? Any quick uh quick debut ideas yeah uh, well I, again like i said save it save it for mania save it for mania like you said uh, uh and do the entire grand entrance in the whole bit mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't think you need to go any further than that next next week uh if, if you want to do it on the go home raw then you have seth rollins come out at the beginning of the raw and say he's holding up the show not letting it happen until he has a match and then maybe you can do a do it there and announce it there or instead of having cody there live on the screen saying you want a match you got a kid <laughs> yeah you know and, and next monday's raw they have brock and roman both scheduled to be there live so mm-hmm. you know and you got to remember th- this is the, the, the smackdown that's taking place in dallas then later in the week mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to book that SmackDown because then immediately followed SmackDown is the Hall of Fame induction. So next Monday is truly what I look at is for, again, the final things they want, the final, okay, we want you to purchase Peacock and watch us or purchase a ticket and come see it live. Mm-hmm. That's really happening next Monday. So I think they'd probably be more inclined to end with a Roman Brock segment because mm-hmm. that ultimately yeah. is what's anchoring this whole thing. That's going to be the, what ends night two. So mm-hmm. I could see Seth holding hostage the show, and that's the big first quarter hour movement is – Seth comes out there, holds it hostage. They try to get him out of there. They even cut to break, you know, just to get into that second segment. Mm-hmm. And they come back, and then finally, however the reveal is done, whether it's music, logo, on the video, spoken by name, whatever. But I, I think that would be a hell of a way to start. And then, of course, you end uh, with your top two guys. Perfect. Well, I think that does it for us. I think we did the show. We did it. We got one more, one more get together before WrestleMania. Uh, but make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. Uh, mm-hmm. on social media at Justin Labar, at Real Jack Farmer, at Jimmy Corderas. Uh, that's us. Give us a follow, like, mm-hmm. comment, share, subscribe. You guys working before we go? You guys working on anything you want to plug? Obviously, Chair Shot uh, come mm-hmm. back Thursday. Anything? Anything else you guys are working on? No, I'm going to be at Championship Wrestling, uh, United Wrestling Network on Tuesday. We're recording here in LA. Oh, nice. New episodes premiering afterwards. Uh, no, um, I guess other than my my weekday ref and rants, which are only a minute long on my social media, you can find it at Jimmy Corderas or at Real Jimmy Corderas on Instagram. And uh, actually, April 9th, I, myself and a, a good referee from from up here as well, Harry D, are holding a seminar. Hmm. 
at the Battle Arts Wrestling Academy here in uh, here in Mississauga, Ontario, which is just basically a suburb of Toronto. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of people there that uh, that that uh, I know, and it's it's kind of getting back into the swing of things. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's not just for for referees. It's also for talent who want to know how to uh, use their referees. Mm -hmm. Battle Arts Wrestling Academy sounds like one of the hardest places in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's 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 the Santino Morella place. You know, it's uh, Anthony former Santino Morella, Anthony Corelli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not only pro wrestling there. You you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mixed martial arts. They they, they teach you everything there, and uh, it's a great facility. One and of the one of the greatest entertainers ever, Santino Morella. Mm -hmm. Serious, he's he was great. But he'll, he'll be there that day as well. Justin, anything else you got you want to plug before we go? No, nah, plug WC, yeah, chair shot this Thursday. Um, obviously Wednesday night after Dynamite, myself and Alfred Kinoa. So uh yeah, busy, busy next two weeks, which is great. And I I think I'm I think I'm here after both both manias, I think. So oh, very lot cool. Lots of stuff going on. Follow at Wrestling Inc. and all of us on Twitter. That does it for us. We'll see you guys, I guess, tomorrow for the after show for NXT. See you then. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.